Welcome to the Cross the Line Podcast. My name is Carlos Smith, and I have some special guests with me today. We're doing something very special down here in Union County, and I'm right now with the man who kind of helped start this whole thing, Mr. T.J. Booker. How you doing? I'm doing fine, baby. I'm doing pretty good. Let me first off start by saying that I really appreciate what you and everybody else is doing by, you know, trying to get the kid have give the kid something to do. Um, but first, I think it's important for people to know, like since you are the one who kind of helped start this whole thing, that I, th- I feel like it's important for them to kind of know who you are. So tell people, now you are a barber, so can you tell people how you kind of got into your career? Uh, it's funny how I got in my career, but uh, yeah, I'm a barber, and I've been cutting hair since I was probably 13 years old, and uh, just didn't start off as being a barber. I actually uh, was working in a department for Milliken, and mm-hmm. they shut down due to due to uh, the trade agreement, and it just kind of pushed me into being a full time barber mm-hmm. that way. So, what what was you that made you feel like okay after a while that this was something you really loved doing? When did you figure out that you finally really loved being a barber? When I found out I really loved being a barber, as a when I saw the people actually allow me to get close in that personal space. Mm-hmm. You know, when you a barber. You touch men in a physical way, but it's mm-hmm. not physical, but you actually sit in somebody's chair and you actually uh, allow them to put their hand on your body and, and you can't even walk up to people randomly and get that close, but you get That's personal. True. And when I realized how co- connected to people you can become, it's just something that struck an interest in me and uh, it made me kind of like realize that, hey, uh, I'm actually in this person's personal space and we become close. You know, it's hard to hate up close. Mm-hmm. You know, you got people in this time that we're living in now, uh, people was to the point where they like this, you know, this political party or they like this political party. Mm-hmm. And then they start hating these people because they go against that party. Right. But once you get up close to somebody, it's hard to hate. You know, and, and it's like being a barber. That's why I got it from when you get to know people. You might see a guy you never met him before in your life, but if he sit in your chair, you get close, get and then you, you get to know him. Absolutely, and you know, in the African American community, uh, a black barbershop is it holds a special meaning to you know growing up and some of those conversations that you have in a barbershop. It's kind of sacred, and you, as a kid, you hear a lot of stuff. You know, whether it's filtered or, or not filtered, you hear a lot of things growing up. But what did uh, the, what does the black barbershop mean to you? See, a barbershop is a place where men could get together and sit around and talk. You know, and we got the stigma of just being gospelers. Mm-hmm. But you're not, you're not, we're not so much in, in my shop. And so that we don't gossip. You know, I don't allow, um, mm-hmm. we don't gossip. If in my barbershop, if it's not something good, it get pushed out my door. My barbershop is to the point where people one guy came in and, and he said, uh, he asked other people, he said, where's a good, clean barbershop I can go? You know, because like you said, uh, some of the conversations can get dirty. Absolutely. But when, when it comes to mine, we, ch- we, we cut that. So the community, uh, as a barber, the community looks at you as a fashion designer. You know, you got to keep up with all the trends. You're a trendsetter. You know, somebody come in, they tell you they want this haircut. You make that style. And after you make that style, after you make that style, it goes to other people and they want that same well, style. Same so thing. The, the, 
the, the barbershop is actually a pillar of the community. Mm. You know? what, what's the biggest thing that you had to learn being a barber? How to keep secrets. Mm. You know, because like I said, when you get that up close and personal somebody, they tell you things, you know, what's on their mind and in their chest, on their chest. So mm-hmm. one of the biggest thing is is to be an ear, but also be able to give advice. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I can't talk to one man and then go tell somebody else what I said because it's gonna get back that I said. So Absolutely. being personal and keeping personal relationship personal. You know, when I growing up, you know, the first time I kind of met you was through Modest Ken and Barbershop. Was that the first time you? Was that the first? time that you actually started in barbershop, well, who was the first person to actually open the doors and let you cut hair? Minus, uh, first I started off working at another barbershop, mm-hmm. and that barber, that barber who had the shop was getting his training license, but he wasn't able to complete it at that time, so Midas Keenan, I asked him, I saw him one day, he said, I heard you cut a lot of hair, I said, yeah, I do, he said, well, if you ever need your license, come see me, mm-hmm. and uh, so I went to him, and I trained up on him and got my own license. So, how how did you balance, you know, you know, being a father and and a husband and of course brother? How did you balance? Was it hard for you to balance becoming a barber? No, barber, you very, you know, you 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 are able to multitask, mm-hmm. and being a father is first of all the most important. Because, you know, being a father, not only a father, but a husband, you know, I have a beautiful wife at home and she allows me to do all the things that I put my hand in, you know, so it's a support that I get from Anastasia, my wife. Oh, man, uh, she let me do my thing. Even sometimes when she let what she got going on, go to the back burner, just kind of help me because I believe to whom much is given, much is required. You know, you heard that, and what I mean by that, I can't, as a barber, father, uh, I can't just go home and kick off my shoes and watch a movie. I mean, there's always something that I got to do, you know, whether it is helping little kids in the community or being a minister. I'm also a minister, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just doing that. And so I'm, much is given, much required. I got a lot on my plate because God gave me a lot of things to do. You know, I'm not that type that just sit back and just take it easy. I, I, you would never catch me in slides, you know, right. <laughs> because I, I think, look at a man who wears slides, he relax. I don't relax till it's time to go to bed, you know, so that's how I'm able to balance that stuff. How, how, how long did it take you to, you feel like, how long do you think it took you to master your craft with being in the ministry and being a barber and, and plus being a family man? How long do you feel like it took you to, till you find or it clicked to you, like, okay, now I'm really a great barber? Well, when I go to work and I see 15, 20 people right. <laughs> waiting on me, and I'm the only one cutting hair, and they're waiting. So I knew then that I was a master at barbering, you know. And not so much of saying that I'm the best barber there is. It's like what they get out of me and what they get from me is that a good man. You know, mm-hmm. I try to be not only a good man, but I try to be a, a great man, you know. So doing that, and knowing how to balance it, you know, and mm-hmm. when it comes to the ministry, that's something that's been in me since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And that's what this baseball program that we're celebrating, it's another ministry for me. 
when did you get the <clears throat> so when did you get the idea about the little league was it something that started last year or was it something that was kind of like brewing over the years and, and and time and time again that you kept hearing things about it that you really wanted to do but you felt like it wasn't time so when did you say okay now it's time to start little league it started all back in i think it was 2007 we had some little kids who played a, a different league here in Union County and they won the World Series. And they came into my barbershop, well, Modest Barbershop, I was working at Modest King, they came in the barbershop and one little guy was a pitcher, great pitcher, and he got in my chair and he said, oh, TJ, we, we won the World Series, you know, but we're not on TV, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not, I mean, that didn't even put us in the newspaper. He said, what's, mm -hmm. what's the dip? Why? I said, buddy, you play a different, you know, baseball program. You at what you're looking at on TV is Little League. You know, people call them all Little League because they're little children. But that is actually an organization called Little League. You mm -hmm. know, when you see people say, well, I've been playing Little League baseball my whole life. But no, it's like Walmart. And then you got so we used to have drug mark, but Little League is his own trade program. And that little kid didn't play Little League, and he was able, and he had that talent. Mm -hmm. I mean, these little kids beat the 13 states that they played, but he just had that question mark. Oh, what if I was able to play the Little League that's on TV? And then that didn't do it for me, but that clicked. But really what clicked with me is I got involved with some other baseball leagues and some of the way that the, the program is ran, you know, made me research other programs. Right. And when I found out about Little League and the people up at Pennsylvania who actually run Little League uh, allowed me to charter a team, I mean charter a league, and that what made me last year is when I really got the ball rolling. But this has been going on in my mind probably 10 years better. And I know it's nothing <clears throat> that we can do about it now, but – what the kids in the past were all growing up now. And there's nothing we can do to change the past. But do you feel like from the past that we kind of shortchanged the kids in our community because they didn't have this opportunity that we have now? Good question. Uh, of course it did because like those little kids on that team, when that little guy, uh, I can say his name because me and him, friend, his name's Keaston. Mm -hmm. When Keaston said, TJ, why come? I'm a great pitcher, but I want to play. And, that, and I felt that we hurt that kid because he said out of his whole team, you know, it's like 12, 13 guys on the team. He was the only one that was able to advance, you know, and he said, I didn't mm. advance through little, I mean, from my baseball program, I advanced because high school, you know, and then I look at a little girl called Monet Davis. She's mm -hmm. pitched for Little League. Big time. Yeah, like 12 years old. And then I remember a little guy by the name of Danny. He was a little pitcher. 12 years old, and he got picked up by the Yankees at 12, you know. Wow. So I think we really did hurt the children by allowing them to play baseball but not master their craft like you say I, I am with being a barber, you know. Some kids like baseball for a little time, and some like it their whole career. And, I, and in Union County here, we got a lot of kids who played ball in the 80s when they played with the other leagues. Now they on drugs, you right. know, they, they doing all kinds of stuff because, and I wonder myself, I said, is that because they didn't get to do what they had in their heart to do? Mm -hmm. You know, did they not get to uh, show the world who they were? You know, and I got a coach on my staff. I mean, a 
a board member with my staff, he got a lot of boys that coach a lot of championship teams, and a lot of them now, uh, he wonder what happened if they would have been able to play little league and right. got saw, you know, got seen, able to go play baseball. Right. So I, it definitely hurts. And I and I know we can't pinpoint what the issue was, and we will, we will never know for for certain. But what do you think? kept this from happening 10 years ago. Like, why didn't we do it 10 years ago? What do you think the issue would have been, what the holdup was? I think some of the coaches and, uh, who coached in other leagues before, I think they asked, uh, you know, about becoming Little League, and they would say, well, the price is too much. You know, they was told that it's $150 a kid to play Little League. You mm -hmm. know, and I called and I talked to these people, and I'm like, that can't be true, you know? So I'm like, what? why would a person not want a program such as Little League to at least be an option? I mean, I'm not saying that every kid got to play Little League, mm -hmm. but at least have an option, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you finally say, okay, this now it's time for me to really do it, who's the first person that you reached out to and said, okay, this is time to put this in motion? Who's that first person or first few people that you talked to? First of all, my wife was the first, you know, she, my, like I said, she's my other half, you know, I talked to her and then I talked to my brother, mm -hmm. you know, but a lot of it, I moved in silence. I didn't tell nobody. I called uh, Williamsport and I talked to Aaron Weber, Sam Rank, the guys who actually in charge of the uh, starting the development of a, of, of a new program. But in this town here, I had to move in silence. I couldn't just put it out there because if I were to go out there and just say that I was going to start a little league, it got shut down mm -hmm. for a certain right. reason. I don't want to say what, but it would have got shut down. So I had to move in silence. Now, and as a barber, you know, and in this town, everybody knows everybody. And, you know, you went on to, to start your own barbershop. But around this area, were other barbers supportive of what you were doing? Or did, you even, did they even know about it? And were they supportive of, of this league now? Oh. Uh, Minus Keenan was a great mentor to me in helping me start and honing my, my uh, skills to be able to work in the community. Mm -hmm. So he didn't directly help me with starting a little league, but he just helped me being a community man. And I have uh, people like uh, Miss Huey. She was a teacher, you know, and Miss Huey, she put me into mentoring at school, you know, mm -hmm. and I started mentoring at Sam's. And the little kids now, uh, they, they, it was Miss Huey, it was, like I said, Mr. Keenan. They just taught me to be mentors, and that kind of helped push me to do things for the community. A couple more questions, and then we'll get to to other half, and we'll start discussing a little league. Now, with, with this league, though, uh, what will can you tell the people what your position will be in this league? In this league here, I'm the president of the board. Okay. You know, we have a board. Little league has a board. Of members, and I'm the president, and my job is to just to make sure all these little, uh, not little, I mean to say, but all of these other positions, uh, definitely didn't mean to say little positions because none of them are little, but you have uh, different, you have a coaching coordinator, you have an umpire in chief, you have uh, somebody's over advertising, and each one of those have, you know, sub people that can help you out on that. And uh, mine is to kind of just make sure the whole program is being ran. But the way Little League is set up is that you have numbers of people helping. 
So okay. you, if one person falls, somebody else can step in. Okay. And and as a, you know, like I said earlier, as a father, a husband, a barber, and you're in the ministry, how hands-on will you be personally with the league with so much on your plate? Well, like I said, I'm the type of person that can't sit still. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I – first day I got off this year was the day after Christmas. As uh, soon as I posted, got off and just sit back and relax, I was outside raking my yard. I could have easily got somebody to come over and rake my yard, mm-hmm. you know, paid them a couple dollars to come get my leaves up. But I'm just the type of – I got to be doing something. All right. So I'm definitely going to be in it because my mind runs like a, a clock all the time. It's always thinking. I, t- I can't. I think in my sleep. Right. You know, I just I just do that. It's just who I am. And so I'm definitely going to be hands-on, be at the games. I can't coach no more. I hate that. I can't be a coach, but I, I can kind of help this program be smooth. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a quick break real quick. And what we'll do is we'll get more people who who's helping with the Little League. We'll get those guys involved and we'll ask any more questions. So if you have any questions, make sure you reach out on Facebook Live. We'll try to answer them. And, and, and if we have any that you asked already, we'll make sure we just keep on answering them all over and over if we have to. So it's no miscommunication. So you guys stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Cross the Line Podcast. Welcome back to the Cross the Line podcast. I'm back with, it, with a, lot, a few of the members from the Little League for Union County. So starting to my left, I want to let everybody state their name, what position they hold in the league. I'm Walter Whitlock Sr. and I hold a uh, coaches coordinator. And I'm on the board of directors. I'm Troy Bates and I'm safety coordinator. Just um, make sure the kids are safe for playing out there. Make sure the equipment safe. And stuff, and make sure to do the screening on the coaches and anybody that's volunteering in this league. And along with, he got the same position. I'm letting Jimmy Davis from safety. I'm Walter Woodlock Jr., I'm coaching coordinator. And before I before I get to my next next question, I just want to make sure that everybody who's tuning in live, if you have any questions, keep them coming. We'll answer them shortly. And uh, so let's keep it going. When when TJ brought this to you guys' attention, I just let anybody who wants to answer. How did you feel when he said, "Okay, this is going to happen"? How did you guys feel about the league? I felt great about it because we've been needing this year in Union for a long time to give kids. Another opportunity, if they don't want to play Dixie, you play Louisville. I think it's a great thing. So can anybody, somebody tell me, what is the difference between this this Little League and other leagues that we've had in the past? Uh, I think the major, major difference is national recognition. You go into Little League and you go to All-Star and you go far, far enough, you can be on ESPN. You know, other leagues can't offer that. And just to get kids and they – the more they get recognized, scholarships and everything else follows to keep them out of the streets, you know, things of that nature. And how, how long will this league last? Is it, is it like summertime or how, how long was the duration? So we have to be done playing by Memorial Day, I'm thinking. Yeah. I said, but by Memorial Day, we got by June 1st, we got to be done. Get ready for, for regular season. Okay. Get ready to get ready for all stars. Okay. And, um, where will the games be played? I right hear in Union County at Tempton. At Tempton. So all the games will be at Tempton. Yes. Okay. And I, I just want to know, you know, for me, I, I'm from Jonesville. I played – I went there first before, you know, they consolidated us. Will the kids from Jonesville also be able to play in Union 
Little League. Yes. The entire Union County from Lockhart to down on, uh, towards Whitmire, Whitmire all the way up past Belton, Jonesville, Cross Keys, all of those areas, you're, you're able to play. The entire Union County, uh, can't no one else come in out of Little League without permission, without permission from us because the way that Little League program is set up, you got a district map and our map covers the entire county of the Union. So we want Lockhart, we want Jonesville, we want City of the Union, Cross Keys, we want all of those places. So, and with this league starting up, was it easy to get sponsors on board with, with what you guys knew was the start? Yeah, we have sponsors coming in like crazy right now. Uh, some of them we may have to even kind of turn back because uh, we have so many people trying to sponsor. And we, we still got a few spots open, but as this thing, people realize that this thing is here to stay, uh, we're going to have uh, many sponsors. And like me, I own a business myself. I was making sure I was the first one to get sponsored team, you know, because it was historic, you know. And people see something positive, they don't sponsor. So by asking, was it hard? No, it's not hard to get sponsors because you go to them and they know you. Like I know a lot of people know me and a lot of people know the board members right here. And we didn't have to ask but one time and they were like, yes or no. And we haven't been turned down yet. So let, let, let's get to something, you know, a sensitive subject, you know, that it draws, makes a lot of people draw up the money. I just want to clear the air. Can y'all tell us the money for sponsorship? Where does the money go? Who y'all, who y'all want to ask that? Me. All right. Here it is. Sponsorship. Now, when a parent comes in, they pay their, their uh, $50 registration fee and six and under, they pay their $40 fee. Now, the way that we and this board this board, I, like I said, I couldn't do nothing without this board. Terrica and all these members you see up here. Uh, when we got that fee, we, we went to the um, places to make the uniforms, and we want that money that the parent paid for that registration fee, that's going for their child's uniform, where they won't have to go look for pants, they won't have to look for a belt. We know most of these give you a hat and a shirt. We're giving you a hat, shirt, pants, uh, your belt, all you got to do is get your kids gloves. And if you can't afford that, we'll get that for you too. But the money, we're not, everybody on this board, from here to eternity, this is volunteer work. The money from the sponsors, help by the equipment that we need, the gate fee, pays the umpires, uh, the sponsorship money, um, and actually buy the equipment. And then, great about Lulee is that if your kid goes, if your Town sends a kid to the World Series. All the money that you raise, pay for that trip. And then Little League is so great that if we don't make it to the World Series and a team out of Spartanburg makes it, we send that money to Little League so they can pay. You know, Little League got people coming from Japan. They got people coming from Puerto Rico. They got people coming from Ireland, you know, playing ball. So the money that you help pay for Lulee, it makes all make sure that those kids get to go where in the past some leagues you gotta go do fundraisers, you gotta raise money just to send your kids to the World Series. Not with Little League. That money is reimbursed back to the, the parents in the county for sending their kids to the World Series. So that's the biggest thing that people don't know in the sense of the subject like, oh they trying to get our money. No, no, no. This money is to help clean up the community, you know 
and with uh, so once they sign up, sign the kids up and pay the fee to to have them on the team. That's all. That's all they have to pay. Everything else is taken care of. When they made it, when they pay that registration fee, that's it. That's it. We're not coming back saying, "Oh, we need twenty five more dollars for that." No, the only other thing that's out there that we don't want to get confused is we have a a book, you know, a commemorative book because we're gonna have a big opening celebration. You know, it's going to be historic. So you can want to put your business in that book or if a parent want to put their child in that book, you know, it's like you can buy it from $25. You can put uh, that and that's going to help buy the equipment because we knew we started out and we have to uh, we have to buy our equipment. We got to make sure the kids are safe, you know, so that's what that does. Uh, pay for that. And what all when they for registration? Can you tell them what all do do the parents need to bring when they come for registration? If Terrible, answer that question for let them know for sure. That's the secretary. I'm jump in here with y'all right quick. <laughs> all right, um, if you are coming to registration, you bring your child's legal birth certificate. Um, we can't accept the one with the feet on it from the hospital. We have to have their legal birth certificate. This is a little late rule. Either the long one or the little small one. Um, also, we need to have, if your child does not go to school in Union County, that means they don't go to any of the elementary schools, any of the um, middle schools or the high school, then we need proof of residency. This could be your ID or um, anything like that. Um, because like I said earlier, just because a child doesn't go to school in Union County or they don't have they don't um, actually live in Union County, if they have at least one parent or um, court appointed guardian living in Union County, they can play literally. And I know, you, correct me if I'm wrong, they can come sign up today if they want to for registration or is that? <coughs> We're going to be here about another 20 or 30 minutes. They could come in today if they want to come on right now. You can come. You know, and register your child now if you don't want to come and get in line tomorrow. Okay. And and if not today, you said tomorrow. What other how long do they have for registration? Our registration, um, it's gonna be held every Saturday and Sunday until February the first. Um, and on also on Thursdays and Fridays. Thursdays and Fridays we'll be here at direct from five to seven. And on Saturdays, we'll be at Tempkin Sport Complex from 10 to 2. And on Sundays, we'll be at Tempkin from 2 to 4. So come on out and register with us. Okay, let's let's take a quick second to, if we have any Facebook Live questions, can we, what, can we go ahead and answer those questions? Are there any we have? All right, one thing I wanted to address with everybody was um, a rumor about um, the bases and yes. fields and stuff like that. All right, based on Little League rules, we will be playing regular bases. Um, our 11 and 12 year olds, that's our Little League intermediate. They'll be playing 60 feet, 60 foot diamond with 46 foot um, pitching. 13 and 14 year olds on up, they'll be playing 90 feet and 60 feet and six inches, okay? Um, so our bases are going to be the same as all other leagues. 
And they're going to be at Timkins. And it's going to be at Timkins. So, so I don't know if you've heard something different about our bases not being the same, not being able to steal bases, actually our 11 and 12 year olds are going to be stealing bases. So they're going to be playing just like all of the other leagues um, are. Are there any other Facebook Live questions that we have? Any questions? Do y'all see any? Uh, I answered that question about homeschool. If you live in Union County, you homeschool, come on out. Come on, come on. Bring your child out to play ball because Union County in itself, uh, this small county, I think I read in the paper that we send more people, uh, Mr. Smith, we send more people to jail than anybody. And that's where the barbershops come in and the churches and stuff, they kind of fail us. You know, we got the small kind of police are doing such a great job trying to get stuff going on. But something we got to do is it takes a village to raise a child, mm -hmm. you know. So if we and the one reason why I'm doing this is because little kids who now are six years old, seven years old, we're trying to put them into Little League because Little League is not just a, a baseball program. Little League used the baseball field used the baseball field to make a classroom. When I grew up, when Lil Walt grew up, my brother, we went to Foster Park, we shot basketball. You know, people say, well, children ain't got nothing to do. All we needed was a hoop. We needed a baseball. We used a tennis ball to play baseball. So who TJ is and what we're trying to do and what I, the reason why I got this board is because if we can take these children now and put them into sports, teach, put, put them in sports, you know, I got ADHD. You say so much. I'm going to stop. You can't talk. I'm gonna, I, I, so, in baseball, and doing this right here, what I mean is that if we can help these little children, because whether it affects you or not, a criminal don't care who he robbed. You know, a crook don't care what he steals. So, if we can take these little kids at seven and eight years old and Teach them how to be law-abiding citizens because that's in a little league pledge. I will play fair. I will do my best. I will try my hardest, win or lose, no matter what. I'm going to respect and play the game. And and and, and you also teach them to be a law-abiding citizen. That's why I went with this program because we just don't want your fees and then forget about you. We're going to try to do things with these kids all year long. We're going to go to the schools and talk to these kids and help these kids that whether you face them here now or later, if they're eight now, 10 years, they're going to be 18. So you want an eight-year-old kid to be a kid that was grounded and taught how to play the sport and how to let that be a classroom, hmm. you know, or let them end up going that wrong path. You know, can't everybody afford to go play travel ball? Can't everybody afford to, you know, go to college? But we can take these children and show them care and concern young and when they get 13 and 14 years old and 15 maybe they'd be better people that's that's why i'm i'm doing this you know i'm a minister and i do my ministry outside the community you know outside of of just uh the church i do it behind my barber's chair and i'm doing it now in a bigger fashion so i can get this is a way that i can reach more people to help them do better things Let's uh the Facebook Live question. Yes. Serena Tupper asks, can I sign my daughter even though she don't turn four until March 17th? Yeah, that's yeah. All right. Um, 
I don't have my calendar, but if you look on the Union County Little League calendar, I mean on the um, Facebook page, it has the calendar on there. So you just basically go by what year your child was born and go to the month and it'll tell you what age they are. Now we are um, working with the National Little League to try to get um, three-year-olds chartered in. We have to get it approved through Little League just because Little League start the age at four. But once we can get that approved, we'll start taking them at three. And, and think about that little four-year-old program, the three-year-old program. It's a 10-week program with Little League. We're not just letting your child get out there and just, you know, don't know what they're doing. You teach them the, that 10-week program that, that, that when you sign up for T-Ball, it's a 10-week program that's going to teach your child the fundamentals of the game. It's going to teach them, you know, from four years old, they're going to learn by the time they get seven or eight, they're ready, you know, to go out there and play the heart. Okay, one of our board members, he answered a question, told her, yes, she can sign up. There's Jawan um, Rice. She comes up. what his um, job is. All right, Jawan is our player agent. He couldn't be here today because he had to work. But um, he is basically in charge of making sure the games are scheduled, um, getting the draft day started. Jawan carries a lot of titles that he has to do just a part of getting everything scheduled as far as the kids playing ball. And marketing. And marketing. marketing. Any and of the draft. And the draft. <laughs> and yeah, and the thing was said about the draft. In the, in the draft. We go, we offer a, a clinic. The high school is offering a clinic. Uh, January, fe February the 9th. Our 7, 12-year-olds going to be out there on the 9th. We're going to put our numbers on them. So when they out there running drills with the high school colors, well, when they out there running with the, uh, the high school, doing the drills, he's going to set them up to uh, be able to, the coaches will be able to pick their team. Any other Facebook Live questions? If not, uh, I have some. Okay. All right. Let's let's um. <clears throat> one of my questions. Another question I had was for coaches. Are we still searching for coaches for the little league, or do we have enough? Anybody want to coach? Come on out. We still accepting volunteer forms. Um. Anybody want to sponsor? We still accept. We still got some spaces available because even if you don't sponsor a team, you can buy an ad in our book. Um, we have different prices for the ads. Um, we have different sponsorships. So if you want to support that way, you can. What's what's the criteria to become a coach? Is there anything that they have to have or what, what do they need to do if they want to be a coach? First of all, have to pass background check. Okay. I mean, that's, that's number one. Number two, uh, they need to have a little baseball knowledge. I mean, I, you don't want a coach out there. If you're paying for your kid to play baseball, you want them to learn baseball. Right. So right. you don't want you don't want a kid out there playing with a coach that don't don't know anything. I've seen that happen a lot in the past, and parents get upset. So we'll be sure that the coaches have some baseball knowledge. That's just where you want just to have a guy. Well, my child won't be playing. I want to be my child's coach. Yeah. You got that going on years and years. You we want some people that has baseball knowledge because you, you got a chance to teach a kid a sport that he may love, and if he decides he want to go into this intensively. Like if he or she decides, hey, look, I want to go to college doing this, or if they just want to do it as recreation, either way, they're going to have fun. So what you're and, and is learn you don't have to have a child to be a coach. No, you, you, can, you can be a father and be a coach, but you don't have to have a child to be a coach. But we're not going to 
we don't do daddy ball. <laughs> you know? Was there was there any pushback that anybody here faced like for any reason about starting this league and getting into the league? Was there any, <laughs> yeah. any kind of pushback? We gonna stay positive, <laughs> but yeah, we had some we had some pushback, you know. But if a person realized what little league was and what little league offers, that that stamp, you literally you can go to Walmart and Walmart can fund little league, you know. Uh, Easton funds little league, Dick Sporting Good funds little league because little league don't have that bad stigma that some other. Places have little league is a nationally accredited uh, baseball program throughout the world, not just the South or not just the North. It's worldwide. You know, was there any? Well, is was there any rumors or any kind of miscommunication? We don't have to say any names or any names at all. No, no names. But if you something that you want to address about maybe something that you heard that wasn't true, is there anything that you guys want to clear up? Yeah, let us clear up the fact that. Little League don't cost $150 a child. You know, that's one of the first rumors. Then it went from $150 a child to $250 a child. It don't cost that. Little League strives on the fact that they allow children to play for less than $2 a kid. So there's no, uh, so with those rumors, we won't be playing at Timken. Uh, we don't know nothing about baseball. We're up under the guidelines of Little League. And, and, you know, those people up in Little League are not going to let us tarnish their name, and we're not going to tarnish our own name. Mm -hmm. a, a good name is worth more than gold. And I'm not going to mess my name up. That's why I carefully selected uh, the board members, because every last person that I helped get on this board, I personally knew them or knew of them just the fact to make sure that they was people that cared about kids. And we care about kids, even though people say we in it for this or that. We're doing it for the kids. Was there any other Facebook Live questions at the moment? Yeah, I have a question. Leroy New, yes, any board members coaching? No, well, certain board members can coach with Little League's rule. Like me, I can't coach being the president, but a coaching coordinator can coach as long as he's not the only coaching coordinator. So some board members can coach, you know, but the way the board is set up, you don't have to worry about that favoritism or none of that, you know. Especially by just starting out, we have to get the coaches that we know no know the knowledge of the game. And no matter what board you've been on, at one point in time, I guarantee you, whoever the board member was in any league, at one time they was a coach, you know. So they can't say, well, you know, uh, you shouldn't be coaching on the board. Little league rules are that if you don't hold a single position by yourself, you can be a coach. I got that from the Miss Terrica. The Miss, I read the whole rule book, <laughs> lady. She read the whole rule book, y'all. So you go, you want to know something? You ask her. She not. If I said something wrong, she can correct me. But yeah. Any other Facebook Live question? Okay. Uh, one of the things I want to know, but I remember seeing, you know, posts in the past with some of the some of the people I went to school with. They would say things about how. Their, their children didn't get a chance to go to an all-star game. They felt like they got snubbed. Can you talk about how the all-star game was any – do we have anything about that yet, about how the, how they do the all-star game? How we'll do the all-star game is – in our in our laws, bylaws, our board – yeah, let let let, Eric, right. let Terrica take that. The way our board has decided that we're going to select all-stars is um, 
like he said earlier, we don't believe in daddy mode. So we don't believe in just because you're a coach, your child make all-stars. We're going strictly by the books. So whenever we make the all-star selection, then we will have two sets of books. The coaches are keepable, and we'll have an official book. Um, basically, with when we go through the book, we're going through as a board seeing who is the best. Because, like, for example, um, one all-star game starts um, – July the July the 15th and it's in Pennsylvania. Another one is July the 28th and it's in California. So if we get a chance to send our kids there, we want to send the best. We go. don't want to send somebody just because their daddy helped, their daddy was a coach. No, we want to send the best. So the way we're going to select the All-Stars is the board is going to nominate 15 players. These are going to be the top 15 players based on books. And once we get those 15 players, the coaches within that league will pick who they feel is the best 12. And those 12 players will be sent to All-Stars. And the three other three will be And alternates. the other three will be alternates. And we won't identify the alternates unless one of those 12 can't play. And I, and I just wanted to ask that question because a lot of times they felt like their kids, because politics played a role mm -hmm. in the world, there was family members or, mm -hmm. or they was like you said a coach's child so I just want to ask that question how would we go about doing the selecting for the all-star so that means that there will be 15 children so somebody at least somebody's going to the all-star game mm -hmm. and they'll go on to play in you know mm -hmm. like basically what it is we have to basically play in the district then um we play and work our way up to the world series I mean even if we go to the district that will be a step forward for us because we, nobody in Union County has ever been to the Little League District. So our main goal is to make it to the World Series, but even if we don't our first year, that just gives us something to strive harder for the next year. Our All-Stars start at our um, 9 and 10 year old. The reason we had to set our age limits up the way that we did is so that we can make sure that our 9 year olds have an opportunity to make All-Stars. Um, our machine pitch, coach pitch, and T-ball, we're going to try to, as a board, develop a different type of all-star for them within Union County. But for the national all-stars, our majors, intermediate, junior, and senior league can make it to the national all-stars. And, and the thing about it with the all-stars, you got, even though you have an opportunity to get, you win the state, you go to the district. You know, if you win the state and in, in South Carolina, you only have a few counties that have a little league. So if you win the state, just like we did, we just went to the state, upper state in football. Uh, we can, if you put the right 12 together, you can easily win the state. And if you win the state, you're in the district. You know, you went in the southeastern uh, regional. You make, you make the southeastern regional was against Florida or Georgia, Tennessee. And once you make that, I mean, you can look that. You know, your child is playing baseball for something. You know, they get that. And we had a little kid from Union County himself. He went to uh, Sisterville. This little kid went to the World Series and knocked the, the longest home run. And I'm not going to call his name because he's underage. But that little kid was from this town. But he did not play in this town because his parents moved to a town that offered Little League. Another reason why we're doing this is to help keep our kids in our county. 
Well, you don't have to go to uh, Greenville or Sensville. You can play here and have something to play for and, and, and be real about it. Uh, when it comes to softball, you get better looks playing with little league softball than you do at your high school level. You know, I would, personally, if my child was playing in softball, I'd rather her go to a little league state than she would, the, 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 you know, the, the state in high school because you, you people turn and tune in to those girls. And coaches, if we're looking at it, what do you think coaches doing, you know? Is this a – is this kind of like a one-year experiment to see how it goes, or is the Little League here to stay? It's, it's here. All this hard work we put in. We gave the county what they asked for. We just asked that they come and support it. We're here to stay. We're not going nowhere. We're here to stay. Little League is growing. It's not small, getting smaller. You know, and actually, it started in the, you know, uh, Little League was here in the South in the beginning, but then – the certain team called Cannon Street All-Stars. They was in a little league, but the certain team didn't want to play Cannon Street. Cannon Street was from Charleston. They wanted to go to West, uh, uh, Pennsylvania for the championship game, but you know they said, we're not going to play that team due to their race. So what happened was the other league said, we're going to pull all our kids out because we don't want to compete against them. You know, and that's what happened to these other leagues. That's how these other leagues got established. But we going back to where it began. That same little Cannon Street team came from South Carolina. And boy, I tell you, what these, these coaches we got coming up and these kids and this talent, we're gonna we're gonna make up for them by going there. It don't care who you are. If your child is the best, it deserves to have that fair chance. And that's all we're trying to do. And when you're saying they have a fair chance, you know, sometimes parents have a issue with playing time and things like that. Would a kid, would the parents, if the parents have an issue with a team or coach them, who do they come to to talk to? Who are they? All who right. Let her answer that. The way that we did, because that was something that we wanted to make sure that we offered. So as a board, we discussed it. So if you have um, a problem with your child's coach, with something that's going on on the field, something you want to address, you can let any other board members know. And we have to give you a meeting with the board within, I think we said, a five days. Business day. Five business days. So you will meet the person that you have in conflict with, the board, everybody will come together so that we can just handle the situation as adults and not be bashing each other back and forth because that's something Little League is not about. We're not going back and forth with the bashing. We don't want no negativity. So we want to come together as adults just to make it better for the kids. Will, will there be any more ways down the line, you know, if it's maybe in the middle of the season that parents like what they're seeing, is there any ways that they can get involved with the league if they want to? Once we finish our registration, um, we'll have a couple of weeks of late registration, but once our games start, it's going to be done with registration. Reason being, our kids have to play in 60% of the games in order to make it to the All-Stars. So we don't want nobody to be held back because they weren't able to be at the game. Um, also, when you sign your child up, um, we are doing a draft. So it's no, I want to be on this person's team, I want to be on that person's team. We're doing a draft. Everyone would do a draft except for our T-ball, machine pitch, and coach pitch. Reason being, their, their teams are dismantled at the end of each season, which means 
if you play machine pitch, um, T-ball or coach pitch, at the end of the season, the next season, you may go to a different team. But our older t um, kids, they can stay in their age group as long as they're within that age group. So um, once they're on that team, in order to come off the team, you will have to go back into the draft the next year. And if, if you sign up and you once you register, are you able to play in any other leagues or is it strictly Little League Baseball? It's Little League Baseball. Okay, so because I know some, like we're saying, travel ball and all that. Can you? And you can the play. reason, well, you can play travel ball. The reason is the other thing is um, our kids that play middle school, high school, they have a late start date. Reason being, South Carolina high school league rule is they can't play two games at, um, be involved at two games. So therefore, we'll start their season a little bit later. But if you play travel ball, as long as whatever's going on does not interfere with you playing literally as far as the pitching rules go, we're not trying to hold nobody up from doing anything. Okay. And like you said, if your kid at high school and they play for the high school, they can sign up and they can come to practice. But high school rules won't allow them to play. Uh, I just want to clear that up. High school will not allow them to play uh, at Little league, but they still can come and practice. They can't play in the game. And as soon as their high school season over, they can get right in there and keep playing. You know, and you know, somebody might say, "Well, I don't think that's fair that that child." At the end of the day, what happens and what have happened to other leagues is people put kids in positions they don't need to be in. And if you take a little child and throw them on an all-star team, and you got twenty other kids out there who know that they're a little bit better ball player or a lot better ball player, you, you hurt that kid that you put in there because it's going to show up. When he go to the uh, all-star game and he get up there and, and he can't do nothing because he or she has been put in a position. You won't put me on a tightrope and let me tightrope. Uh, I never did that before. So you got a kid out there playing baseball, but you got another kid out here who's a better athlete and a better baseball player. Let that child play that and let him learn from that kid let him learn from that other kid to, to work hard and be better. But you can hurt a child by putting a child that don't deserve to be on an all-star team for, as I mean, for a skill. Put him out there with kid. It's going to show up. Right. You know, and with a little league, if you see these children. They're great ball players. So we're going to have to put our great ball players out there also. And I think if you put the kids out there too early and they're not ready, it'll kind of reflect back on the county and make us look bad like, we're not ready. We're not up to par with these other towns because we put them in position just because, you know, like I said earlier, politics of whatever played a role in the past. So I think that is important. But I just want to make sure. Have, if, is there any more questions on Facebook Live that we need to answer or anything before we wrap it up? I got one, but then she, she um, answered those questions. But Alexa Jennings said, will all ages have a all-star team or just nine-year-olds and up? Um, going back to that, um, the nine and up is the national little league, but the other ones we will have like something within the county so that they can make all stars. And then we can try what we can do is try to work with other counties who have a little league because their um, younger groups may not have a little may not have an all stars either, so they may want the opportunity. So that's something that we are going to work on to tr try to provide all stars for all the kids. And before we get out of here, can we just let let everybody know about registration again, the registration dates before we leave, just to make sure it's clear for everybody so they know. 
right. All right. Registration starts tomorrow, 10 to 2, here at Tempkin, uh, I mean, at Tempkin Sports Complex. Um, we'll be there on Saturdays from 10 to 2. Sundays, we'll be at Tempkin from 2 to 4. And we'll be at the Recreation Department on Thursdays and Fridays from 5 to 7. Also, keep in mind, we do have a change. Um, our Senior League is for kids ages 15 to 16. So if you were born before December 2002, you are eligible to play Little League. Um, also, sponsorship. If you want to get an ad in our book that we will be having available on opening day, because we're trying to make this the biggest opening day ever. Because it's the first one. So if you want to get a book, I mean, if you want to get an ad, either for your business, for your child, we'll have the forms available tomorrow and or any other day at registration. And again, this is how we are going to um, supply our kids' needs as far as equipment and everything like that through sponsorship. And is opening day still, is that still up in the air or is it like a set day yet? March opening day will be March the 23rd. We will have a, a derby the night before. Yeah. So we're planning different things for them that Friday night um, just to get them all in the baseball mood, just to set the season off right. All right. Is there anything else that we need to clear before we wrap it up? Is that, Do we have anything else? I just want to thank my amazing board. This board, they, they got together and they're doing what they need to do. And uh, I just want to personally thank each and every one of them. I want to thank my Miss Rule book over here. So if I got a question, I know exactly who to go to. I just want to thank everybody. That's, I just want to say that. And we're out here not to get rid of another league. We're out here to offer kids an opportunity to play. Uh, if they want to go into that that championship, like those little kids that I told you who I wanted to get with them and kind of put them in a Hall of Fame because we don't have a history we're going to have a Hall of Fame, and that team that sat in my barbershop chair that day and said, why are we not on TV? And I said, and that kid had no – all his mom and dad did, and that mom and dad, they were signing up for baseball. They didn't know what they was getting to. They see the little league on TV, they thinking that they're going to – that's what they play. But now they can play that. The, the official, none, not to be uh, not to be confused, little league, this is just the Union County Division. South Carolina, we have a Union County in North Carolina. They have a little league too. But this Union County, South Carolina. You see the logo? That's us. And I want to thank everybody again. I appreciate all you guys for, for chipping in and volunteering to make such an impact in our community because we really do need it. And I hope this was helpful for everybody. So if you have any more questions, like we said, this is here for the long run. So you'll be able to find anybody here and ask questions and we'll be here. And I hope this was helpful. Once again, this is Cross Line Podcast. Keep chasing dreams. Thank you for listening.